Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the My Wave podcast, where we talk about a surfer's most memorable wave. I am sitting here in the dining room looking at uh, Wrightsville Beach. Was, was this Lumina right here? Yeah, Lumina, right? And, and you're a block. You're a block, Justin, from the ocean. Like Pretty nice. Like, this is really nice. Yeah, I like to come to uh, Access 22. Uh, and because you can look both ways, it's usually not as crowded as South End. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is this is a great little spot. He's sitting here. I got the quiver uh, behind him. Those all your boards, or you got more? Uh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Oh sweet. We're here with Justin Parr, and we'll be hearing from his story here in just a moment uh, but wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode uh, this episode is brought to you by savage surfboards savage surfboards a real american surfboard is their tagline uh, american made made right here in wilmington years over 40 years of surfboard making uh, craftsmanship. They do an amazing job. Uh, I, I hear they're trying to uh, get you to uh, possibly ride for them. Is that correct? Sean's mentioned it a few times. That's good. That's good. Uh, they have a showroom here in Wilmington. If you did not know, they're open. Uh, the showroom's open from 11 to 6. Uh, you can buy direct right there. You can also uh, go ahead and order you a custom board. I just got a new one in. I got a 9-2. It's actually for my son, but it, it's kind of like I bought two thirds of the board. <laughs> he bought a third of the board, and and I was thinking today, and I think this is good. Let me know what you think, Justin. I, I set up some some chores and jobs around the house with this big this big number, and every time he he accomplishes those, that not, he, he's paying off that my two thirds, oh. so that when it's done, it's his full board. ownership. Yeah, I like it. What do you, do you think? It's it, a good think model. Yeah, as I, long as your jobs you get done are, are good ones, right on time and and according to what the boss says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I might I might have to do that. Yeah, that that that's going to be. Okay. Uh, a good thing for him. Yeah. Sean also does the best ding repair east of the Mississippi. Yes. Yes, he does. That's how he got his start. And he got to start doing ding repair and he does a fantastic job. I've, I've busted a few boards and he's uh, made them included. look great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can check them out, ladies and gents, savagesurfboards.com. Uh, you can also follow them on Instagram at Savage Surfboards, uh, as well as Shapes by Sean O'Donnell. He threw a bunch of underscores in there. So if you look for that, Shape at Shapes by Sean O'Donnell and Kenny Briel is the man at uh, at Shapes by Kenny Briel as well. So, ladies and gents, uh, if you have been enjoying what you've been hearing, and and I hope you have, I've been getting good feedback. But I also would love your negative feedback. So, if you have, you know, you're like, hey, you're an absolute kook, I will agree. Uh, but yeah, send me an email. You can send it to mywavepodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, but if you want to support what we're doing uh, you can do it nice and easy you can buy me a cup of coffee you like coffee justin sometimes sometimes a couple sips i got enough energy as is <laughs> right right that's good as as you get older that energy dwindles i'm an old geezer if you can't tell from my voice <laughs> but no i love some coffee but hey you can buy me a virtual coffee for five bucks you can support the work we're doing um that's the minimum purchase on buymeacoffee.com forward slash my wave and then you can also buy me 10 cups of coffee and uh, that'll get me jazzed and in the water paddling circles around justin <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised we haven't seen each other maybe we have and just Probably been focused. Have, yeah because uh, I, I come here a lot. I, yeah, I enjoy this break. We'll probably see each other this summer now that we've had this experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the cool thing is, is I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to people that I would really never meet, you know, 
have a conversation with because uh, when you know, we're, we're out there a lot of times I don't know about you we just want to be alone mm-hmm. we just want to surf or with, with our friends we just want to hoot and holler yeah you know but and so so to meet people this way has been super cool for me and I'll paddle out and be like yo what's up <laughs> it's, it's just cool so I look forward to seeing you in the water but ladies and gents savage surfboards buy me a coffee dot com thank you so much for the support Sean and Kenny so so Justin where are we going for your most memorable way we're going to Central America. Central America. Um, traveled there much? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A handful of times. Whereabouts? Uh, my first trip to Central America to surf was to Costa Rica. Okay. Um, long time ago, probably 2012, 2013. All right. Um, and since then, I've done s- spot trips here and there, El Salvador, Nicaragua, um, still on my list to go to Panama. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. Mainly, mainly to El Salvador, which is where I've fallen in love in Central America. Yeah, the waves there. That, Regular it, footer, and if you're familiar, it's mm. almost all right hand point breaks. So. Is it in El Salvador? How many times have you been to El Salvador? Three or four times. Okay, same yeah. break, or did you travel, or I stay at the same spot. Uh, shameless plug to uh, Walter at the K Lodge. Uh, he has a great stay, a really close to two point breaks, and um, really great host as well. Yeah, and so I've stayed there every single time I've gone to El Salvador. Fantastic. So walking distance, and then do they do boat trips as well, or jump into the car? Yeah, or? I mean, you, he has connections. You can go and do boat trips with. Per, in the zone that he lives in, it's not popular for the boat trips. Okay. It's actually he's on the. Um, west side of el salvador south facing country and mainly from what i understand a lot of the boat trips are found on the east side of the country we have gone on a boat trip but you know you got to trek drive all the way around and then get on a boat and go surf another wave hopefully a little less crowded (laughs) right does it get crowded down there yeah yeah Yeah. um the brazilian storm is strong is it yeah is it oh wow so i've been to el salvador never surfed el salvador but uh got robbed in el salvador yeah that was that was sketchy i tell my fiance not to come with me yeah when we go there yeah and and that's you know as you travel you, you you learn a little bit and just just go with people you know just do your research before you go. I'm, I'm sure you could speak volumes to it. Yeah. Be you know, street smart, yeah. you know? I mean, you could go somewhere in Wilmington, North Carolina and get robbed, <laughs> right, <laughs> right? right? But you're not going to those zones. You're street smart here. Yeah. It, go, don't go to somewhere where you're not expecting a good time. Right, <laughs> right. Hey, and this episode is also brought to us by my buddy, new new friend here named Wink. Yeah. Yeah. Wink's in the studio. If you hear some clickety-clack walking around, that is Wink. He's all rubbing up against me, and my dog is going to go nuts when oh, I get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, he's got a stank, so oh, your dog will smell him. All good. Thanks, Wink. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, so so you're sending it to El Salvador. Do you have a name for the break? Is it, is it? Uh, Puna Roca? It's they. Um, it's a world famous break, from my understanding. Um, they this year and previously have had a QS event at oh. that break. Okay. Um, this year is actually part of the the CT the is championship it? tour. No way! So it's coming up actually in uh, two weeks. It, uh. Or no, maybe not. 
but it's coming up in the spring the spring session of the ct yeah um so they'll have a, a contest there it's pretty pretty sweet way. that's cool so they're yeah. not blowing up a, a, a secret spot no i but mean it's secret it's their secrets yeah have they done the ct comp there before no it's only been isa games okay. and qualifying series events yeah. from what i understand that's so, excellent though yeah, yeah that, that's fantastic i, I what you say in a couple weeks I think so. I, I don't. I mean, I, the next comp is April tenth. I think it might be the one in El okay. Salvador, but it might. If not, it's the next one the after next that. One. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will be heading to Honduras next mm-hmm. week, and then I land, spend a few hours here, and then get on a plane and go to Puerto Rico, and uh, we'll be we'll be working, surfing, and working hey, in Puerto Rico. Great life. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Looking forward to that. So we're going to. Puna Roca? Puna Roca. Puna Roca. Which means Rocky Point in Rocky Spanish. Rocky Point. There you go. And uh, what was the conditions like on this trip? So um, this was a trip I did with a number of good friends of mine. Um, we had been to El Salvador a few times before, uh, and we stay on one point break that is largely a small wave spot up to, say, you know, a couple feet overhead. Uh-huh. Uh, when it gets more than that double overhead plus, you, you need to go to more sheltered breaks or breaks that can handle the swell, Puna Roca being one of those okay. locations. Um, so it's a 20-minute drive from where um, Walter's Lodge is. Uh, so it's in the city of La Libertad. And um, you get there, it's a, little, it's a little sketchy, it's a little hairy. There's a lot of locals there eyeing you up, your white guy coming up, and we're arriving in a van full right. of people. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> that's we got, never fun. We got told at Puerto Rico one time, we were down, well, last year, and uh, they were like, hey, we noticed you've been here like a couple days this week. Swell's going to be bigger tomorrow. It's Saturday, and the locals are not going to want you around here. <laughs> I was like, point taken. I appreciate the warning. He was nice about it. He wasn't a jerk. You know, he was just letting me letting me in on on the local a little little secret here. And so we went somewhere else. We respected the locals. Yeah. And I think that's important. And so you could probably teach us a little bit, you know, as you enter in a new setting like that, what would be some of the one or two points that you would say to, to people as they enter into a situation? They're not the local. The locals are there. The waves are, are going off. What would you what would you recommend to people? be quiet be humble have a smile on your face and don't look at their wave hmm. and they're looking at the wave don't look at that wave that's my that's my uh recommendation yeah no that's good recommendation um i i think that gets overlooked by some travelers you know and so right now we're having this conversation for that intermediate to advanced guy he should know by now she should know by now but if you're looking at going somewhere, traveling, which that's part of the fun of surfing is the search to find this, these crazy cool spots and enjoy time with friends in, in a setting like that uh, on some fun waves. But don't forget the locals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. And if you, if you happen to um, be bad, uh, your tires might be flat or you might be. There's a lot of things that could happen. Yeah. 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 You don't want to get there. You don't want to go there. To. <laughs> so smile, respect, and uh, don't don't look at their weight. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, thanks for bringing that up, Justin. Um, so there was some friends. You roll up. What do you see? What What's what's in front of you? Oh, I mean, it's a mile long point break. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. Maybe I'm considering this, but maybe other people do. But the warm water J-Bay. Oh, wow. I mean, you roll up and you 
where you park is more or less at the bottom of the true point uh-huh. and you know you look in into and up the point and it, it is um surfer's paradise right uh, other than the water being brown um it's surfer's paradise yeah. there's you know waves breaking as long as you can see them Unbelievable. um if you look at it on google maps you could find it real quick because it's really pronounced land mass on the coastline um all rock point and yeah. uh um, really, really, uh, you know, it's hard for me to sit on the beach and watch at that point. <laughs> I just, I want to disassociate myself from my group temporarily, get out there, be a solo guy, smile right. at a few locals and then get a couple inside waves. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's cool. So this is next level. You said that the swell was too big. Yeah. 10 foot, 12 foot, maybe 15 foot on the sets. Definitely double overhead. Yeah. Um, most of the, or about half of the group I was with were not comfortable surfing that size mm-hmm. and surfed an inside wave yeah um there were a few of the more advanced surfers in our crew that were making it out to the true point uh-huh. of the wave and uh you know each of us only got a handful of waves that day but each wave quality over quantity in that yeah. case yeah wow so but one of them rose to the surface because you you've, you can't go to a place like that and, and take on a wave like that without having experience so when did you start surfing uh I, so Probably 20, 2009, mm-hmm. I'd say was when I truly got into it. I dabbled in it. I li- grew up at the beach, didn't really like the beach, would go every once in a while, boogie board, yeah. jump on a board. My uncle was the true catalyst to my surfing. Okay. Um, he, uh, Pogo Par, back in the day, used to um, ride for the same guy that uh, shapes boards for me today. Oh, yeah? Um, which is a pretty cool connection. Who's and that? Who shapes for you today? Rob Camp. Rob Camp. He used to shape for ultralight surfboards, and I say wave riding vehicles today because um, yeah. he started shaping for them. Okay. Um, so I used to have a, um, ultralight surfboards as as my board sponsor, and uh, now kind of by proxy, uh, he he knows me. He knows what boards I like to ride. I don't even tell him exactly what I want. I tell him what I want to feel. Okay. So uh, and he delivers. Yeah, well, that's good. So. You're definitely in tune with your board then, if yeah. if, if you're saying that. Yeah, like, but this board I caught the wave on wasn't an, a, it, one of the sponsor boards. It, was it a rental? No, <laughs> it was a board. I uh, I never have a board big enough to ride 12-foot faces. Right. So I brought a step up. I bought off a rack at Sweetwater, uh-huh. 6.4. And um, actually, I wrote two of my favorite waves down on okay. my paper here. And <laughs> both of them were caught on that board. The same place? Uh, different places. Yeah. Same, but yeah. in El Salvador? Uh, oh, uh, same trip? No, 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 no. Same year. Oh. Uh, one in one in the winter in the Outer Banks and then El Salvador okay. just a few months prior. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you you ride for Sweetwater, is that correct? Yeah. Sweet water. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was my own one they're dad joke. They're family to me. That was one of my dad joke. No, no more. Yeah, the family. They're sweet. They're good folk over there. Uh, oh, so yeah. if you're looking for a surf shop, you're at Riceville Beach, Sweetwater, right here on Lumina by Tower 7 and mm-hmm. Vito's Pizza. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff in there. Um, so cool. So you have, you've got me intrigued because I'm goofy foot and this is a right point break, right? So I would be surfing at backside. Oh yeah. For you, that's front side. Yep. So I'm, I'm not, I've gotten better over the years and I've, I've made myself surf the rights more. Like if it's, if it's a day you know, where I could get by with a, a quick drop in and a, a turn or two on a left, but I could go farther on a right. 
I, I've pushed take myself. Right. I'm going to take the right. I'm going to learn all that positioning and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's still a work in progress. Oh, yeah. Hey, t- yeah. practice makes perfect. It does. Or permanent. <laughs> yeah, if you're poorly practicing, then it's permanently bad. <laughs> but if you're getting some coaching, have you ever had any coaching or instruction or? Um, uh, how I improved my surfing the most was, uh, watching myself surf in film and okay. then comparing that to people I aspired to surf like. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you knew what a solar shot yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. So I bought the V1 solo shot when they came out with it. Okay. Got it for Christmas. Well, I didn't buy it. My parents did. Yeah. Uh, got a camera on it, filmed every session start to end, no stopping of the clip and, um, watched my waves. Yeah understood mainly where my head and shoulders were pointing that's all that most people have problems with or where your head and shoulders are pointing you're okay. looking the wrong way and then it leads your body the wrong way yeah so that was my big problem was i was you know looking where my spray was going not looking where my turn needed to go uh, so um that was my big issue and then repetition i mean i just i continue to try to spend as much time as i can in the water on mm. any given week or month and um a repetition and watching myself helped. I didn't really have a true coach, I'd say, but okay. I was a part of the UNCW surf team. And nice. if I did have a coach, I would consider him to be Dylan McNamara, okay. um, a professor of physics at UNC Wilmington. Great. And uh, he gave me some pointers throughout my competitive experience there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how does physics play into surfing? Oh, everywhere. It does. I mean, it's the it's the whole sport if you're a scientist. Right, right. And so, I, wow can can you imagine some of the conversations? Well, maybe you had some of the conversations with him about the physics of surfing. Oh, how the waves are formed, how the boards ride, what the shapes of the fins do, what mm. do the shapes of the boards do, materials on the boards, the whole gambit. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you when you just go down and you buy you a wave storm at Costco. Although I guess they don't sell wave storms anymore. You get you a Jerry Lopez foamy at Costco and then and then you get out there. You know, great, you're learning. You're mm-hmm. giving it a try, but there's a lot more to it. Oh yeah. Which which brings me to you know, you and I met this weekend at a at a mutual friend's birthday party. Happy birthday, Alex. Yeah. Um, but but you had said that you or somebody said or you said that you really enjoy the the weather aspect, the ocean, like everything. What, what, what kind of journey has that been? Uh, for me, it's been more about scoring than anything. Okay. Uh, so you, you, you can't really score surf unless you know what the weather's doing, um, either the local weather on the day you're surfing or the weather during the generation of the swell. Mm. So there's two kind of separate components, your local weather and then where the storm or where the waves came from. Yeah. And most of those actually in our example on the East Coast coincide. Right. The local weather is the waves because our waves are generated right here. The wind swell. Um, El Salvador, for instance, that swell that we surfed was generated 4,000 miles away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it really depends on, um, but yeah, a lot of factors to consider. And I check the weather every eight hours whenever they do a new update Uh and see what my plan is for the week. Nice. Plan my work schedule around when the conditions will be good. (laughs) That's good that you, that you have that ability and freedom you know, to, to create a work schedule that allows you to get in the water. Work comes first, but sometimes it works out for me. Yes. Yeah. That's what PTO is all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's cool. What would you recommend for people that want to get into kind of that research and study to score a, a good de- a session? Um, what would you, where would you encourage them to go look? 
Well, there's all these surf forecasting sites out there. You can certainly base your uh, opinion on where to go surf on these surf forecasting sites. Each one of them are taking the data that I'm looking at and okay. making their own assumptions on it. So you're looking raw data behind the scenes. Yeah. So what, when, when I open up a magic seaweed, they're gen, they're getting all their info from some other places. Yeah. Storm wave watch three. It's a wave generation model. Okay. And then local wind forecast probably. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but you like to go beyond that. Yeah. I go to the raw data source and I understand what the raw data sources say. And, we don't actually in the southeastern North Carolina region have a local forecaster for huh. any of these reputable websites. Okay. Um, so nobody knows the nuances of our region for from Surfline or Swell and Flow or Magic Seaweed. The guys right. reporting for them are either in the Outer Banks or not even on the East Coast at all. Yeah, just some, um, some so. building somewhere just looking at the data. Huh. Yeah, and then there's a the third factor, right? There's the wind, the waves, but there's also for us the sand. Mm. So you honestly, it's almost never unless you're in tune with what the sand's doing, it's impossible to understand what's going to be the best spot to go. Right, right, and the sands do shift every week. Yep, yep, they, they do. Yeah. Well, no, that's cool. And man, we got we didn't get off subject because it, it this is all surf related and it and it's educational i appreciate you allowing me to pick your brain on those things uh but let's get back to your wave let's let you paddle out at this incredible scene in front of you mm -hmm. how long a paddle the paddle out's not too long if you time it right but if okay. you time it wrong you're you know it's a, a rock scramble to get out so first of all you're um in between waves making the next step up to the next rock okay. wait for the wave to go out make the next educated step to the next rock if you <laughs> if you happen to fall or something you're not in a good spot oh, they're man. all barnacly rocks Oof. and you'll get scraped up so it's about timing your paddle out looking at what the ocean's doing assessing the situation and me and the advanced group of surfers were paddling out all about the same time that day and i might not have been the first one maybe my buddy zach uh, was the first one to paddle out and uh, he does the rock hop i follow his steps do the same rock hop and then it's just about paddling as hard as you can and duck diving it's maybe a 50 yard paddle okay. to get past the breaking wave yeah. but that's at the bottom of the point so oh. once you're past the breaking wave you paddle your way up the point um me i'm a hungry surfer so i sit a, like right on the edge of of danger and safety paddling up the point trying to catch a straggler wave uh -huh. um because it's it's not a not crowded day there's probably 50 people on those point break um yeah heavy locals up top stragglers <clears throat> all sprinkled throughout and you're trying to get your warm-up wave yeah i need to get something under the belt up, yeah. either a fall or a stand up whatever <laughs> it is i need to break the ice yes um so yeah paddling out i i don't quite recall how quickly i got a wave it was probably pretty quick with my um with my history but then slowly caught waves working my way up the point um, uh -huh. smiling at the locals being humble um not again not trying to look at or catch anything that they were interested in um and eventually i found myself up really right near the top of the point if you are familiar with Punaroka, the top of the point, there's a rock that sticks out of the water. They okay. call it Mama Roca, uh -huh. the Mama Rock. And um, that is like the takeoff spot. Some people, some places have boils. Some places have, um, you know, you know, different signatures of what the takeoff zone is. Yeah. And this one is, you know, the best waves take off right in front of the rock. Mm. Um, so I'm sitting inside of that uh, locals on the outside and, um, waiting for, for my turn. Um, this involves scrambling when a set comes, a 10, 12, 
15 foot set comes scrambling to try to get under it duck diving right, right <laughs> under these locals that are catching them just to try to find that one inside one yeah. for me the inside ones are a little heavier so those are the ones i try to crave the inside double up rather than the outside soft one okay and um that wave that is etched into my memory was right inside of the outside locals right next to mama roca and um screaming freight train tube down the line no. um i got a bunch of film clips from that day but Do i you? never found the clip of of that wave oh really the, the, the guys that filmed never got the clip of that wave but i got i have a bunch of other tube clips from that day um, but not the one I wanted. Do you think you think you could send at least a still? I can find them. Like, yeah, capture oh, yeah. a still of yeah. that. that yeah, yeah. I have sick. them all on my Instagram. I have them on a hard drive somewhere too, so I could get a file. Okay, but. okay. Uh, I'll tag you on my Instagram when I post this. Cool. But yeah, no, that would be sick to see yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I have a. I had made a whole two and a half minute clip from that trip. Oh. So it sort of shows all the small rippable days and some of the bigger days too. Fantastic. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I will see that. Yeah, you will. Yeah. But I was, I, you know, although I got all these sweet clips from that session, I didn't get the one I wanted. Yeah. But all, you know, it's in my memory. What, did some of your friends get get a view of it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was farther up the point than a lot of them. So I, right. I think they might have seen it. All right. So, so you're, you're, you see it coming. Now, did you get the nod from the locals or did they pass it up? Or, uh, or? One local dude. I, I, I'm semi-fluent in Spanish, so okay. I was trying to chat up the locals whenever I could yeah. um, and, and try to befriend them or yeah. let them know where I'm from. And let them know you're not a jerk. Let them friendly, yeah. And eventually, I that was slowly working my way up the point, talking to the guys. There was one local dude that, and many of my friends will tell you this, if you find one local dude that can kind of get you in, that's mm. the in. Mm. Um, and he got me, he was up on the point, I was sitting right under, underneath him, and um, he was looking at the wave, which made everybody else not want it uh, and then he gave me a nod and stopped paddling for it so really? that kind of got me a shoe into Ooh. that wave yeah yes and this is the one that was the one yeah that was the one so yeah. so describe it I, i'm gonna sit back let's just let you yeah um, just break it down yes uh steep takeoff um mm. so in the rock mama roca right in the corner of my eye um so steep takeoff i'm on this 6.4 hic andy irons model i've probably my most barreled board of all my ports <laughs> i don't know how it's not broken yet but it's, it's pretty beat up um so it's really easy to take late drops on that board a lot of entry rocker um, and if you're not familiar with rocker, that's the curvature of the board. Mm -hmm. uh, so easy drop in because of the board I was on and did a bottom turn straight into the tube. The tubing section at that wave is the top of the point mainly. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I, I, I still to this day think I got a 10 second tube, but most <laughs> of people that most of my friends said it wasn't a 10 second tube, uh, but it got tube for a number longer than I've ever gotten a barrel, uh, in my life. Yeah. Um, except for maybe this one other wave in Buxton. Um, and, uh, down the line afterwards, endless turns. I mean, so, so it just, it's, you set it up, bottom turn in, and it just yeah, pitched over you. Pitched over, and um, right, uh, you know, right on the line of of danger. I huh. wasn't really truly on the foam ball, as you might hear from people. I was right in front of it, uh -huh. um, but it was pedal to the metal the whole time. Heart racing, time slowed down. Yeah, uh, and this wave, it, it you know, looks out to open water because it's in a bay, and in the wave, the line of the wave looks endless. Oh so, man, yeah. Uh, the waves that, that are the most memorable to me, including this one, are the ones you think you're not going to make. Mm. So um, this one did not think i was gonna make it was stretching out 
And um, finally, I got out of the tube and, and was open up to do multiple turns. Yeah. Um, and there was like a little head dip section on the inside, but I don't really want to claim that after the, the outside <laughs> after the section. the long one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a, you know, memorable wave for the aspect that it, it was a um, foreign break, warm water, yeah. uh, really long tube that typically, I think on a crowded day, most people aren't getting out there or the guy that drops into it might not make it. Mm. And uh, made it through that, got a couple turns in, yeah. and then uh, legs were burning, kicked out, paddled back out. How, long, how long from from drop in to finish? Do you think distance wise? Probably 150 yards. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably around there. It, yeah. was, it was down by the parking lot where I kicked out of the wave. Which, no way. Um, if yeah, I could measure it on the map, but it's uh, I would say probably 150 yards. Yeah. I wonder how many people listening right now are, are gonna gonna be like zoomed in and they're gonna uh, if look. you're like me you go on google maps and nerd <laughs> out about everything so yeah please go look up la libertad el salvador and you'll find it it's the easiest thing to find cool now that my mind i've surfed since i was 15 There was a little break in there when i lived in wisconsin i didn't surf any great lakes then but then you know coming back i i'm not a beginner by any stretch of the me but barrels i don't i don't get in them a lot and it's not i don't know what it is so maybe maybe i need to hire you as my coach <laughs> it's commitment it, it is a commitment and yeah. i've been in them i don't come out of them mm -hmm. too often uh and maybe that's just the the wave we mm -hmm. get here you know but yeah we get in them and they're beautiful and then yeah lights out for me yeah hey well <laughs> hey it's all about finding that moment finding that section and uh if if you commit to it sometimes you'll make it yeah sometimes you're not no I, i've come out of, of a few and it's just uh, you had mentioned you know time standing still you know the heart racing what is the sound oh, it sounds like a jet inside that barrel but it's also at the same time soundless it's like well, the weirdest sensation ever getting barreled um which is that it's so loud but also so quiet at mm. the same time where it, the noise of the lip hitting the water next to you makes this unreal sound uh, like an explosion like a jet launching um, but at the same time your mind is slowing everything down and it's kind of also uh, soundless mm. right because they're all the sensory impact in your brain is all on the site of the tube not necessarily on those other factors that right. you might be considering um, so for me it's the craziest sound but also no sound at all uh, -huh. uh so it's it's a it's the weirdest craziest and i will probably be chasing barrels forever <laughs> it's uh, it, if i get a chance to get tubed i'm canceling everything yeah now a couple weeks ago it was a saturday it oh, yeah. went offshore mm -hmm. were you surfing right oh, out yeah here? i got some tubes that right out front okay you might have been one that i saw um i was on the phone with my son and he 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 lived in South Africa, J Bay for mm -hmm. uh, six months. And, and so I was on the phone with him. I was like, Hey, hurry up, get down here. The winds just went offshore and I got your board and everything ready for you. Just get down here. So I'm watching the camera while I'm talking to him and this guy drops in a little bit, a little bit back door in it comes under the lip and he's gone from the camera. So I was watching the surf checks Mercer's mm. camera and he's gone from the camera. He's, he's in. I was like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And nah. then he came out. <laughs> was that you? 
Probably not. I was surfing a little farther south than the camera sees. Okay. But okay. if it was a blue board, I was on this one. Okay. No, it wasn't a blue board. Yeah. I was surfing farther up than that camera looks at. Okay. Yeah. You know that I might have seen you the other day. There was a guy just ripping on this blue board. That might. That when might the waves be are good. That That's one, your go-to? Five, five, six WRV. That one actually isn't shaped by my guy, Rob. Though. Okay. That one um, was my first and only board that I ride that was brand new off the rack. Mm. I saw it on the rack and I bought it. I don't actually even know who shaped it, but okay. it's WRV. It's a fish? Yeah, it's a fish. I ignore, I'm in the twin fin craze right now. How are you? Yeah. I just got one and it's fun. It's fun. I, I It's a lot different mm -hmm. than any board I've ridden. You can't just flip flop. You no. got to be on them, and that's when you really unlock the yeah. true potential. And, and I was talking to myself the other day while I was surfing because I, I showed up and I had the fish, but my mind wasn't in tune, mm -hmm. and it, it was big, and I wanted my thruster, and it shot my session. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was done. I, I had bad experience, uh, and and it up was, in your head. Yeah, it did, and it couldn't shake it, and I, I was really bummed that I didn't have my thruster. I usually oh. throw two two boards in the car. When and the I, waves are like that, you got to. And I didn't. And anyway, uh, so I was talking to myself in the water the other day. I was like, I should probably just ride this in every condition. Yeah. Just to do, just to get the feel of it and, and whatnot. Mm. I don't know if I have that discipline. Yeah. But if you see these boards, I ride each of them based on different conditions, but they're all almost the same outline. Um, they're okay. very, it's, I've been for listeners, it's three uh, twin fins, all WRV. All of them have slight nuances based on what the conditions might be. Um, they range from five, four to five, seven. Uh, and have different outlines, different rockers for, mm -hmm. for the different wave conditions that yeah. I might see. And certain conditions, I like riding the different model. Yeah. And I have one that's broken in half that's actually my favorite one to get barreled on, but oh, it's, yeah. it's in rehab right now. <laughs> that's a bummer. Did you break it out here? In Outer Banks. Okay. Outer Banks, yeah. on, that on that one wave? No. That talk? Oh. no. So maybe we need to do a part two. Yeah, maybe. That would be fun. Because I'd love to hear this. This Is it Buxton? Yeah, it was in Buxton. Yeah. It was a multi-day swell, but the one wave, if we're calling one wave out, was in Buxton. Yeah. yeah. Right right north of the motel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. We we might have to do a second. Hey, you're welcome whenever. Yeah. That, that, let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Because, um, man, we, you know, we try to keep it between 30 and 40. Sometimes it goes longer. Um, anyway, I want to pick your brain with the Hang 10. Cool. Well, Shoot. first of all, thank you for sharing that. You know, my mind. I want to see a video to see if what I saw in my mind is what I, what you actually experienced. Because because yeah. I was there, I was in the phone ball eating it. Yeah. But while you when were, <laughs> we get off here, I'll show you the video. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. This hang ten uh, is is quick and simple. Sorta. We'll see how long it goes. Um, favorite wax. Foo wax, probably. The uh, foo. It depends, right? You just do a tap of foo, but I like sticky bumps underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, foo is sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Just a tap, though. You don't need just a touch. Right. You don't need a lot. Yeah. It, it'll it rip molds off. But you got to have a good... You got it. I have chest hair, and I can't surf it without um, <laughs> without anything on my hair. <laughs> no, it, it's, some, it's some serious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where do you like to go after a surf to eat? Best post-session eats? PTs. PTs, for sure. How many answers of PTs have you gotten? <laughs> uh, not many. <laughs> not many. Usually it's Zeke's okay. or Pliables, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go get a burger. 
Yeah, burger and some French fries and then pass out. <laughs> they do Depends have Depends on the time of the session. If it's a morning session, I'll definitely get a bowl somewhere. There you Adapt, go. maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, hey, Inland Waves. You ever surfed a wave pool? Yeah, oh yeah. Waco. Okay, you did Waco? Yeah. I was going to say, if you had the chance, would you surf Surf Ranch or BSR at Waco? Which, which would you... But you've done Waco. Yeah, I've done Waco. I'd go to Surf Ranch if okay. I had a choice now. Did you hear they're building one in Myrtle Beach and in Charlotte? And supposedly in Virginia Beach, but none of them have broken ground yet. I think Charlotte and really? Myrtle Beach are supposed to open the end of this year or oh, wow. middle of this year. Okay. That's that's what Word I... Word on the street. Yeah. I know they have all these East Coast projects, but I don't yeah. see much progress being made. And then they, they announced I'm excited one. for them, though. Oh, yeah. Myrtle's an hour and a half away. I'll get a membership. Yeah. it's it, So Myrtle and then they're, um, the Charlotte one. And maybe... I don't want to say it. If people to come here from Charlotte, from Raleigh, you know, and, and whenever there's a swell, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But it gets crowded here. Oh, yeah. Really fast. And, and that's just the local New Hanover crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you add everybody from everywhere else. So may, maybe it'll, it'll draw some people away. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Or it'll introduce more people to the sport. And, and then they'll flood crowded. even more. But it's all good. You know, <laughs> that's the business, right? And, yeah. and the industry needs to grow. I it think does. it's something that yeah. is worthy of it. And COVID exploded the industry. Oh, yeah. A uh, big, big time. Well, uh, cool. So BSR was fun? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. You can get barreled there, too. Yeah. yeah. Nice. The chlorine, though, in that pool is gnarly. Really? It ripped my wetsuit apart. Oh, no. Deteriorated it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's something. Make sure you rinse it real well after you surf there. Yeah. Maybe that's something that uh, um, wetsuit makers are, will take into consideration with all these pools coming is yeah maybe something that's more resistant against the chlorine mm-hmm. hey if you could have a cup of coffee or a couple sips of coffee with any surfer from any time period who would it be mm-hmm. i like mason how I, I i'm not a surf historian right so i don't i don't have too many surfers that are you know not surfing anymore or dead that are totally my idols sure um but if i wanted to meet somebody it's probably mason huh? yeah he's my favorite surfer yeah what yeah. makes him your favorite his don't care attitude but also he's just so amped mm-hmm. at least it, he shows that right I mean, right all we see is his videos and social media right but you're ollie and rocks yeah, I mean, he's just stoked. And yeah. I get out there any conditions and I'm stoked about it. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'd he, like to get a wave with him sometime. Yeah, for sure. I heard he's pretty gnarly, though. I surf his local wave a lot whenever I go to Hawaii. Okay. And, um, and I've never seen him there. But oh, really? I, bet he's, I bet he's not fun to be with in the water, to be honest. Because he's hungry. He's hungry, just like I am. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. One board. One board. You got this quiver here. But blue you, one. You could only have one board for the rest of your life. The blue one. The blue one. Yeah. All right. It's five six WRV traditional fish straight outline, minimal rocker, really fast. All right, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, must watch surf movie. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, John John's movie View from a Blue Moon was pretty cool. It was. I think it really embodies for a non-surfer kind of the whole lifestyle and image and and also the energy behind it mm-hmm. um and also i helped organize a viewing locally the i saw lo- it at the UCW. Local viewing yeah, yeah i was kind of behind that oh, cool. so 
yeah that yeah. was that was that was really cool yeah no I, I got over there to watch that that was awesome yeah we had to have two two showings yep i don't remember so which one I, yeah. I think that was the second but it was great yeah uh let's see here this wave that you surfed at uh la libertad was that your biggest wave ever no what's your biggest wave probably i don't huh probably in hawaii yeah yeah probably sunset beach okay in hawaii now was it you that said that you came up bloodied at oh, sunset? Oh, that's a scary wave, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I mean, if you've, you know, listened, I sit inside, right? So I like to, that's, I'm quantity over quality normally because I'm just trying to get as many waves as I can. <laughs> Don't do that in Hawaii. Um, sit outside, wait for the quality one. I was sitting inside and um, big wave came and broke right on my head. Ugh. Uh, hit the reef, hit my board, was bleeding from multiple spots. But yeah, <laughs> my biggest wave probably is that sunset. Okay. So not you got beat up by a big wave, but you rode one there. Yeah, that was before I got the big wave before I got beat up. Okay. Yeah. How big would you say it was? Three foot Hawaiian. Okay. Four foot Hawaiian. I don't know. They call them small, but yeah. it was huge. It was, I mean, <laughs> it was East Coast standards, 15 foot. Right. Oh my. That's crazy. Hey, go to sunscreen. Manda. Manda. Yeah. All right. Something that doesn't have too many crazy ingredients i don't know what they are in it yeah and i'm not a huge sunscreen fan i'm more of a uh, sun shirt or a hat type of guy right so um i'll wear some manda if i'm not surfing in the middle of my work day i don't like wearing it in the middle of the work day though because if i go out and come back in then like zoom meetings i got manda all over my face <laughs> they're like what are you doing that's because it goes on pretty thick covers yeah up. it's really thick yeah okay. but if i'm day in the water that stuff's the best yeah all right last question if you won a competition you ever won a competition as a collective group yeah okay personally no i never gotten first all right was that a, a battle of the surf shop kind of thing yeah yeah we at sweetwater we've won that a few times nice yeah they haven't had it in a couple of years have they no i think they're starting to back up though good good mm. that'd be that'd be cool i think it would be a great turnout yeah yeah i think so i, I, I want them to call on me at sweetwater surf again there you go <laughs> there's a plug um if you won a comp and you had to donate 50 percent of your winnings to a charity of your choice which would it be does it have to be a surfing charity mm -mm. nope uh i work with a local charity here in wilmington um called the good shepherd center yeah and uh I really enjoy working with them. So I think if I ever came across a bunch of money, they'd be getting a chunk of it. Good deal. Good deal. You know, this world's crazy, but there's a, there's a lot of good folks out there trying to meet needs, trying to love on people, trying to help people. And, uh, that's good. Yeah. Good shepherd center. Yeah. Uh, I'd be know. surfing and be surfers healing. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. volunteer with them frequently. Yeah. I, I, first, maybe five years I, I moved here, I would volunteer to do the lunches. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was a, that was a great, surfers healing is a great, great ministry out, or just outreach and to a, to a very needy group mm -hmm. and they love it. Mm -hmm. the, the smiles and the stoke is so high. Yeah. At that, at that good event. energy. It is. Yeah. It is. Good organizations have good energy. Yeah, for sure. Hey, so we're gonna wrap it up with this. Um, there's there's a, a young humpback whale mm -hmm. that washed up on our beach here, Mason Bar Island. 
um, the, the word on the street is it's been followed by a lot of sharks because it's been out there drifting, putting its scent out. And so the sharks have been getting in it, eating on it. Wink wants some. Yeah, Wink hears food. And you, like, <laughs> you heard that that word? <laughs> yes. So, so what what's what have you heard about this this humpback whale and uh, the additional uh, marine life population that's moved in? Yeah. Uh, well, Tony. <laughs> uh, hey, Wink. Wink heard it's out there. Oh yeah. Um, but Tony Butler put it on WB Live Surf that there was. Uh, um, that there was a dead juvenile humpback. It's a national wildlife preserve. They can't do anything about it. They're not removing it. They're letting it decompose naturally. Okay. Um, decomposing naturally and entails the leaking of the juices and whatever else into our ocean, um, which is fine, right? But there's things that track that sort of stuff. Um, so uh, we always have sharks in the water. If you think there aren't sharks in the water, then you're, yeah. you're wrong. They're always there. Um, but uh, there have been a uptick in um, the amount of sharks that have been caught here recently, specifically um, great white sharks that <laughs> aren't typically around here. Right. Um, there are some pretty alarming videos of uh, um, sharks being caught in nets um, around here, which unfortunately they allow nets to fish here. This is a plug. You know, if you do follow our local fishery, don't or vote against gill nets in our area. I think that's one of the worst things we have for our fishery. A lot of but, waste. Yeah, they caught great whites, juveniles, large ones, huh. um, just within a mile of our inlet here. Oh, boy. Uh, it hasn't stopped me from surfing, right. but. Uh, it might stop me from diving out there for a little while <laughs> <laughs> or, or surfing Masonboro. Oh, I'll still surf Masonboro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not coming after me. If no. you don't act like prey, you're not prey. <laughs> well, that's good. Good advice. But most people think you put a toe in the water, you're going to get eaten. If that toe is wiggling around like a dead fish, you might. <laughs> uh, there's a guy I interviewed um, a while back. He has a theory uh, about shark attacks here for the most part it's they're opportunistic hunters they oh, see yeah. a flash poof, like you said you wiggle your toe you know and it's juveniles that are attacking not the adults right they, they've tasted better and you know they see a flash of a foot they go after it and his theory is most of the folks that have been bit up and down our coast are from ohio <laughs> indiana canada because their feet are so white why <laughs> and it looks like the belly of a <laughs> I actually thought that when I took my wetsuit boots off surfing this week, Same. I was like, oh man, my feet are really white right now. Exactly. I was, I did, I haven't, last couple of sessions I've been bootless and I've been like, oh no. Yeah. yeah I wonder if I'm bait. Craig's theory is going to come to pass yeah. on my foot. Oh man. Fingers crossed. I know. Well, Justin, thank you so much. Um, earliest historical reference to surfing. I, I've, I found this in an ancient document that we all know as the Bible. And often we say, is surfing in the Bible? People say, well, yeah, Jesus walked on water. No, 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 no. In Acts 27, which is the history book of the early church, there's a reference to uh, one of the traveling uh, evangelists, Paul, uh, was in a ship in the Mediterranean. Big storm came up. The ship uh, went, uh, got lodged on a reef, and the waves beat it up. And it started to break apart uh, and everybody was in a panic. And so they said, Hey, if you can swim, go ahead and swim to the, there was a beach on the other side of the reef, go ahead and swim. And if, if not, it says others made it in on pieces of the ship, but then it makes a distinction. It says, and some on boards. Hmm. And so I'm in my mind, it's warped. 
sounds like mm-hmm. an early reference to maybe the yeah. the sailors of the Mediterranean. They knew the place. They knew the breaks. They they studied the ocean. They knew the storms. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. What do you think? It's plausible. Yeah, I mean, they might have been referencing the boards of the ship, but who's to say that that couldn't be used as a surfboard? Well, well yeah, I mean, the pieces of the yeah, ship oh, and yeah. then boards. So, mm-hmm. Oh, they, so they have a double distinction yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, it says swim, pieces, and boards. I don't know. I, I personally like to think. I'd like to think that that's a reference. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's just my uh, that's my take. Justin, it's been great. Thanks, Kyle. We'll get you back on for that oh, Buxton Oh, yeah, round wave. two. Yes, sir. Thank you very much.